In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. We increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. Our first reading this weekend starts with a deja vu moment for our old friend Moses. In chapter 19 of the book of Exodus, Moses famously goes up Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments. Now, 15 chapters and a golden calf debacle later, Moses is going up on Mount Sinai once again. At the beginning of chapter 34 in the book of Exodus, God tells Moses to cut two stone tablets like the former, that I may write on them the words which were on the former tablets that you broke. Moses does this, and early the next morning he went up on Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, taking in his hand the two stone tablets. That's exactly the opening line of our first reading this weekend. As Moses goes up, we're told that, having come down in a cloud, the Lord stood with Moses there and proclaimed his name, Lord. What follows is a bit of a summary statement about who God is. It's something like God's self-disclosure. He's generous and forgiving, which is critically important to remember because of the golden calf incident that just occurred two chapters earlier. The passage we'll hear ends on a bit of a cliffhanger, though. Moses makes his appeal to the Lord for mercy by bowing down to the ground and asking him to, quote, come along in our company. God's reply arrives in verse 10, but that's the first sentence after our passage cuts off. If you want to know how God responds, crack open your Bible and keep reading past verse 9. You won't have to worry about missing out on any remaining verses of our second reading, though, because what we hear at Mass are the final three verses of St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. In this passage, St. Paul is a bit like a parent yelling at a teenage child as she's walking out the door on a Saturday night. He throws a bunch of quick advice at the Corinthians, hoping that at least something will stick. Verses 11 and 12 contain six different imperative statements by St. Paul. 1. Rejoice. 2. Mend your ways. 3. Encourage one another. 4. Agree with one another. 5. Live in peace. And then finally, 6. Greet one another with a holy kiss. That St. Paul tells the Corinthians to encourage one another, agree with one another, and live in peace likely indicates for us that they weren't doing this. It's like when the teacher says, please put your name at the top of your paper before you turn it in, because it's probably been the case that the students haven't been doing that. Catholics will recognize the final verse of the second reading as more or less one of the three potential opening greetings a priest can use at Mass. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. That St. Paul extends this to all the Corinthians shows that these Christians who have been bickering about who is superior to one another, especially based upon spiritual gifts, are all on level ground in St. Paul's eyes. Just like our second reading, our Gospel this weekend for Trinity Sunday is also only three verses. It's a shortened version of the same Gospel we heard for the fourth Sunday of Lent in year B. It's the famous John 3.16 passage. Now, believe it or not, John 3.16 is the only place in John's Gospel where the author says that God gave his Son to the world. Much more commonly, we hear that Jesus was sent by God, and that's actually what occurs in the following verse, which says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. Looking at several verses prior to when our Gospel passage begins, scholars debate as to when Jesus is no longer speaking, and the author is then giving a commentary. 
This applies to our passage this weekend as well. Is Jesus himself saying, God so loved the world that he gave his only son? Or are these the words of St. John? Most scholars would argue that these words are offered by St. John, especially because much of the past tense is used. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this Trinity Sunday in year A. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.